You know that something original is happening when people have a hard time describing it. Artistic endeavors that push the envelope and draw out a whole spectrum of responses are a kind of Rorschach test, making us reevaluate our own thinking about how to classify and relate to art. The group Los Coast makes music that, if you asked 10 people, could easily be described 10 different ways. Their music combines so many elements of so many styles that attempts to describe it can quickly become an exercise in making word salad. Soul, jazz, rock, funk, gospel, and psychedelia are all at the foundation of Los Coast. And with their debut release, Samsara, the five-piece band from Austin, Texas, has built something that is hard to describe, but even harder to forget. Founding member John Courtney once said, quote, we've built a weird little world, like this imaginary alternate reality, end quote. We travel to that world of words and music on this episode of Southern Songs and Stories. Southern Songs and Stories is produced in partnership with Grassroots Radio, WNCW, and Osiris Media, and is available wherever you get your podcast and at WNCW.org. One easy and very helpful way to spread awareness of the artists featured here, their music, and this series is to subscribe to this podcast and give it a good rating and a comment on the platforms where you listen to your podcast. This is Southern Songs and Stories, the music of the South and the artists who make it. 36 from the Vault is a definitive exploration of the Grateful Dead's performances, with each episode focusing on one of the live shows in the Dick's Pick series. Hosted by author and podcaster Stephen Hyden and musical journalist Rob Mitchum, this new series looks at the musical and historical context for each of those Grateful Dead live releases. 36 from the Vault is available on Osiris Media at OsirisPod.com and wherever you get your podcasts. this episode, we pick up where we left off with Marcus King, in a way. You just heard the prelude to this podcast from when I was at the latest Marcus King Band family reunion. While there, I had the opportunity to talk with Los Coast bassist Megan Hartman 
and guitarist John Courtney in the cozy confines of their Sprinter van after their set at Pisgah Brewing in Black Mountain, North Carolina. They put on a great show, and you got to hear a bit of their opener already, the instrumental Cymatics. From there, they went on to another song from their debut album with Masquerade. Oh, I saw the sun. 
your sound check was the Gilliam Welch tune, which oh, yeah. caught me somewhat by surprise. Do you ever play that live? Uh, yeah, um, we didn't. We sound checked with it, but we didn't have it in our set. But uh, it's one of our favorite covers. You know, it's been uh, reoccurring in our catalog, and uh, and we're actually working on a recorded version of it. You know, that'll be out yeah. um, at some point. You know, we're still putting the fi- finishing touches on it. But uh, we love Gilliam Welch. Shout out to Gilliam. Yeah. So, thinking about the influences of Los Coast, so some of them are more obvious and they jump out at you. So, a lot of that soul, Sam Cooke, maybe Little Richard. There's a lot, I, you know, I detect a lot of, of, you know, jam in your in your guitar technique. Yeah. And I think you've listed Jerry Garcia, or the band has listed Jerry as an yeah. influence too. So, I think some of these being more on the surface in your live set. But what might be under the surface? What might inform you more than, say, influence what you're writing? What may be in the space in between what's uh, yeah. coming out uh, of, on the notes? Uh, I'd say that there's like a... Uh, we, we like to think about, um, you know, improvisation and, and like the kind of jamming and, and less... You know, there's easy, there's, you know, it's easy to sort of point out the uh, references, you know, with like the dead and the, but uh, there's underneath it all is a sort of like a a fun kind of exploratory thing, you know, where um, we we like the idea of um, diversity too in our music, where we kind of weave together these different genres. And so we go, you know, to go look in the cracks beneath all the like, you know, influences and stuff but to kind of get at the nitty-gritty of it we like to like weave together these different aspects of uh, I guess in a lot of ways like American music and find the common ground between them and kind of link them together and so that's kind of like a like a mindset that we have you know uh, trying to weave weave together like um, an R&B song or a soul song or uh, just classic rock and roll or a blues song and soul and a lot of sigs um, between songs and kind of in different influences in those moments, but um, sagging like a dub song into monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Or the Latin jam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We try to tie tie, to, tie it together, yeah. you know, weave it together, and and it's 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 fun.
Papa's in the kitchen doing all the dishes. Papa goes to church and says it makes him different. Close my eyes and dream that I was swimming, but a man like me needs superstition. I'm out here trying to sell tickets. My baby's at home working on the fitness. Out here just trying to sell tickets. Out here screaming, can I get a witness? No, it's never enough. No, not that shiny stuff. No, it's never enough. No, it's never enough. No, not that shiny stuff. No, it's never enough. I'm out here just pulling on my bridges, doing the best I can, just not to burn bridges. Papa's in the back watching television, and Mama's in the kitchen just doing all the dishes. Close my eyes and dream that I was swimming, but a man like me needs superstition. Out here trying to sell tickets. Out here screaming, can I get a witness? No, it's never enough. No, not that shiny stuff. No, it's never enough. No, it's never enough. No, not that shiny stuff. No, it's never enough. No, it's never enough. No, not that shiny stuff. No, it's never enough. No, it's never enough. No, not that shiny stuff. One breath, and then life begins. But one mistake or one flaw, and life comes to an end. So don't fret and be brave. Don't you ever live a lie. You're gonna live, you're gonna breathe. But rest assured, you're gonna die. So mom is in the kitchen doing all the dishes. Papa goes to church and says, makes a difference. Close my eyes and dream that I was swimming. But a man like me needs superstition. Out here trying to sell tickets. My baby's at home working on the fitness. Out here just trying to make a living. Out here screaming, can I get a witness? I think lyrics are a real centerpiece for your music, and there's a lot going on. It it it, it lays you know kind of a ton of bricks on you at times. I think I don't know, but uh, just picking apart monsters and so many things stand out. Like in the abyss of the green and red chambers, under the place where they said to rearrange us. Don't let them see your cards. No. And it's, you know, it's just rich all the way through. It seems to have that mythical and cosmological and a personal struggle going through that song. And that's just one of the songs on yeah. Samsara. So tell us about how these lyrics come about and what it, what, what's really going on. Well, one of the things I noticed with Trey is like I, uh, the, the kind of poetry he writes, he really tries to be socially conscious and active, but not like in an obvious way. So um, I've heard him talk about monsters as kind of a political statement, um, kind of like don't let them manipulate you. Um, and it's it's also, you know, there's a certain sort of depth and a, 
a poetry to it that I think is a it, it kind of it feels you know like when I look back at like Beatniks and Robert Hunter and stuff and you know this kind of uh, also it's like mixed with soul music too you know so there's a uh, it can be surprisingly deep you know it's kind of deceptively deep where it's it's catchy and it's um, it flows but when you write when you analyze it you notice a sort of cosmological twist to it but uh, he's pretty he is pretty tight-lipped about like the uh, his process too though so it's a uh, mm. It's kind of like his own little secret world, and one of the things we've talked about is like characters in a in a play or something, you know, like an overarching sort of story where each song and each you know back and forth is like kind of a character or a moment in uh, like a play or a movie or something, so that they all um, exist in this one little kind of psychedelic world that he's built. With your music, I mean, you you kind of fit into a rock mold in some ways at least in some songs so I think about lyrics too as as being different from one world to the other so from lyrics in a jazz song are not going to follow the same rules as a lyric right. in something from the doors and I think that in a lot of your especially the the really punched up numbers that there's all this room for lyrics that don't necessarily have a narrative. They're just sort of right. words that sound right right there. Right. Little phrases. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, and I think it's cool. Trey does a really good job of kind of wielding that, you know, um, like the electromagnetic, thermal, orgasmic, like the syllables line up right. And uh, and it's cool, too, because it's a, it, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a fun sort of, you can kind of, tune into it in a way and not be so floored by its you know deep meaning but it's uh there are lyrics like that that really do have that depth but uh they're that that it's fun you know i really think that the like rock and roll side of things is 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 a lot of fun yeah musically you've got a lot going on in uh, a a pretty wide spectrum and i don't want to say avant-garde but there's a hint of that sort of minimalism those those transitional pieces like the opening song yeah. the instrumental I forget the name of the instrument uh, cymatics yeah and those kind of pivot the whole record maybe or they stand out they're kind of a contrast yeah. can you tell us about that uh, yeah I, I I made those um, and I I thought of them as sort of a at first I thought of them as glue that kind of tied things together but I, I you're, the better analogy is they're like turning points you know and they're they're kind of flavors, you know. They add a uh, a certain sort of uh, um, twistiness to the album, mm-hmm. you know, and a wind, kind of a winding road sort of yeah. thing with lefts and rights, and kind of. But also, it plays back into that kind of uh, genre hopping thing, you know. Um, as long as it's so alongside like a blues number like Masquerade, it's it was kind of our intention from the start to try to tie together. You know that cymatics is kind of electronic, you know. Um, but we really, if there was a way to tie a blues song and an electronica song and like a art piece with you know poetry in it all together, we were going to try to do it. Um, and so I, I feel like that was kind of the the goal there. Los Coast is a band with a lot of chops, and had you never heard them before. You could pick up on that from just the few songs featured so far in this podcast. But you can probably also tell that they put a lot of time and effort into the recording process. In describing how they made the album, vocalist and founding member Trey Privet said in another interview, 
quote, we built the sessions from the ground up. It was kind of a non-traditional way to make an album, to work on it for so long. We went moment by moment, instrument by instrument, and we used everything we had to work with, end quote. And work on it for so long they did, taking almost four years from start to finish. In that time span, they were signed to New West and made a big splash at South by Southwest and were a major grant award winner from the music charity organization Black Fret. I've been intrigued with Black Fret since becoming aware of them when I profiled another one of their grant-winning bands, The Deer, here on Southern Songs and Stories. So I caught up with co-founder Matt Ott to ask him about the nonprofit's work. Our model is all based on, on a concept we call limited equitable patronage, where all of our members are going to pay the same amount in dues. In Austin, Texas, that's $1,500 a piece. And by virtue of paying those dues, they get to nominate the bands they love, come to all of our private events throughout the year, and then uh, allocate grant dollars uh, at the end of the year. 20 nominees each year will either receive a minor or a major grant. This last year, they were $7,000 and $20,000 each. You know, it's actually our hope that the Black Threat model expands across the world. We recently launched a chapter in Seattle, and we are just about to reach a milestone of our 100th member there. And that 100th member is really significant because that's when we go from an organization uh, chapter that's growing to an organization that's about to give money. So we're really hopeful that Seattle Chapter is going to have their official launch where they actually nominate bands and begin the process of giving uh, money away here in just the next few months. Thank you. 
you kind of create I think this has been uh, attributed to you if not quoted of you that, that somebody in the band saying that you basically are talking about creating an imaginary world yeah in these in, you know in the lyrics and I'm going to throw out an imaginary world where Los Coast was the only band that would be able to carry the mantle for you know to bear the torch for one or more doesn't have to be just one person or one act of your heroes so if you had to be the one band to actually carry the name who would they be and uh, who would these tributes go to and what do you, what do you say um, for me it would be a lot of the you know the Grateful Dead you know like the uh, the sort of like uh, the Americana mixed the psychedelic with the um, the sort of counterculture you know the torchbearers of the counterculture movement um and to i mean those are gigantic footsteps and you know there's there's a lot there but the the sort of uh music that brings people together i feel like there's a a sort of a excitement about those kinds of live shows where they're improvisational in nature and there's something about america too where it brings folks together. They want to drive out and they want to make the drive to go to the shows. And it, it, it's like a communal thing, you know. Um, 
it's uh yeah i think that's the way that i would i think we all feel some we all feel the same about the grateful dead uh, <laughs> each of us came together and we're all separate fans and um you know just love their music forever but there's also just you know elements of like you were talking about like the sam cook and soul and motown the motown yeah um so there's a lot of beats in our heartbeat kind of trying to take little pieces of different places and putting it together um and collectively as a five piece everyone in this band would say something different um but also have similar um, influences like that I guess that's kind of what we're trying to do is keep keep everyone guessing <laughs> yeah. one thing you don't have to guess about is Los Coast's next release they recently recorded with fellow Austin band Leyline the all-female multilingual folk and soul band quartet those tracks are scheduled to be released this winter last month Los Coast also released a song called Untitled Number 2 That's about it for this episode of Southern Songs and Stories. Thanks for listening, and thanks to WNCW intern Josh Ming for our new theme songs for the show. You can find out more about his work on his SoundCloud and Instagram at his Stralensohn profiles there, or simply by searching for Joshua Ming. We invite you to like and follow the show on our social media platforms. We're on Twitter at South Scenes, Instagram at South Stories, and we're also on Facebook. There are also video versions of these podcasts on the WNCW YouTube page. Email me at southernsongsandstories at gmail.com or joek at wncw.org, and I'll be glad to hear from you. Southern Songs and Stories is a part of the podcast lineup on both Public Radio, WNCW, and Osiris Media, with all of the Osiris shows available at osirispod.com. And you can also hear new episodes of this podcast on Bluegrass Planet Radio, at bluegrassplanetradio.com. Plus, WNCW broadcasts capsule versions of these podcasts on the FM dial once a week. Thanks to producer Kim Clark. I'm your host, Joe Kendrick, encouraging you to go see some live music and support the artists you enjoy here on Southern Songs and Stories. Well, it's been marvelous. Thanks. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm looking forward to now. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I forget the, the, the one obvious thing. I never did go look up samsara, the meaning of the word. Oh, um, so in a Hindu culture, uh, it's kind of like the, the walk of life that everybody has to go through um, and the ups and downs along the way and kind of like your life story, you know, and it's, it's meant to have um, low moments and high moments and it's like a path that is unique to you but it's um it's a shared experience that all humans have and it's it's the uh the path they all take and it's specifically meant to be difficult at times but also be rewarding at times and so i think the album kind of reflects the uh those kinds of ups and downs and struggles and challenges um the glass is definitely half full yeah yeah for sure (laughs) um cool thanks y'all thank you great to meet you yeah you too (laughs) 